Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Heard Your Reviews Movies podcast, season four premiere. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We have a loaded podcast with a lot of movies to review. First, we're going to go with the highly anticipated Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, starring Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly with Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer. We have everything, everywhere, all at once, fresh off its Best Picture win at the Oscars, starring Jamie Lee Curtis and many others. The Banshees of Inishirin, starring Colin Farrell. Creed 3, the highly anticipated third movie of the Creed trilogy, starring and directed by Michael B. Jordan. Clerks 3, the sequel nobody wanted, apparently, um, starring Kevin Smith. Avatar, The Way of Water, James Cameron's highly anticipated sequel to Avatar. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, a horror flick. And finally, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. I know it's been out for a while, but I finally got the chance to watch it the other night and wanted to give you all my thoughts. So we've got plenty of movies to review today, plenty of movies coming up in this season, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. We appreciate everybody's interest in the podcast, and thank you for listening. We are on all social media platforms. We are currently on TikTok at I Heard You Review Movies, Facebook at I Heard You Review Movies, Instagram at I Heard You Review Movies, Twitter at IHYRM, that is our Twitter handle, And we also welcome donations to the podcast to keep the podcast going strong. All donations go toward technology to improve the sound clarity and the production of the podcast. We are currently accepting donations through PayPal, through our email address at IHeardYouReviewMovies703 at gmail.com. That's I heard you review movies 703 at gmail.com, and that is available at PayPal. We appreciate all donations, and thanks for listening. I used to ask myself a lot of questions. Scott, you're at XCon. How are you an Avenger? That doesn't make sense. But everywhere I go, people tell me the same thing. Thank you, Spider-Man! People still need help, Dad. That's why we made this. Like a satellite for deep space, but Quanta. Wait, wait a minute. You're sending a signal down to the quantum realm. Turn it off. Now!
lives beneath ours. What are you so afraid of? There's something I never told you. This place. It isn't what you think. We begin the podcast this week with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, the third Ant-Man film, and most likely the last in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starring Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, co-starring Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, Bill Murray appears at some point in the film, uh, and Jonathan Majors who really steals the show in this movie, which we will talk about. During her days of entrapment in the quantum realm, Janet Van Dyne encounters Kang. In the present day, after the Battle of Earth, Scott Lang has become a successful memoirist and has been living happily with his girlfriend, Hope Van Dyne. Lang's now teenage daughter, Cassie, has become an activist whose activities result in... Lang bailing her out of jail. While visiting Hope's parents, Hank, Pym, and Janet, Cassie reveals that she has been working on a device that has made contact with the quantum realm. Upon learning of this, Janet panics and tries to shut off the device, but the message is received, resulting in a portal opening and pulling the five of them into the quantum realm. Scott and Cassie are found by natives who are rebelling against their ruler, while Hope, Janet, and Pym explore a sprawling city to get answers. Hope, Janet, and Hank meet with Lord Krylar, a former ally of Janet's, who reveals that things have changed since she left, and that he is now working for Kang, who is now the realm's ruler. After an intense showdown, the three are forced to flee and steal his ship. The Langs are told by the Rebels' leader, Gentora, that Janet's involvement with Kang is indirectly responsible for the uprising. They soon come under attack by Kang's forces, consisting of robotic subordinates led by Modok, who is revealed to be Darren Cross, having survived his apparent death at Lang's hands. The Langs are taken to Kang, who demands that Scott help get his power core back, or else he will kill Cassie. Lang is taken to the core's location, shrinks down, he is nearly drowned in a sea that a variance of himself, but Hope arrives and helps him acquire the power core. However, Kang reneges on the deal, capturing Janet and destroying her ship with Hank on it. 
After being rescued by his aunts, who were also pulled into the quantum realm, rapidly evolved and became hyper-intelligent, Pym helps Lang and Hope as they make their way to Kang, still imprisoned. Cassie rescues Gentora, and they commence an uprising against Kang and his army. During the fight, Cassie appeals to Cross's character, which convinces him to turn sides and fight Kang, though at the cost of his life. Janet fixes the power core as she, Pym, Hope, and Cassie jump through the portal home, but Kang attacks Scott, nearly beating him into submission. Hope returns together with Scott. They destroy the power cord with a combination of Pym particles and knock Kang into it, causing him to be pulled into oblivion. Cassie reopens the portal on her end for Scott and Hope to return home. Now back home, Lang continues his happy life and orchestrates a fake surprise party for Cassie due to him missing so many. Lang briefly reflects on Kang's words and worries that he may not be dead or the door might now be open to the ones who exiled him, but decides not to dwell on it for now and focus on his extended family. In a mid credit scene, numerous variants of Kang are concerned by Earth-616's increasing interest in the multiverse and the plan of their uprising. In a post credit scene, Loki and Mobius spot another Kang variant named Victor Timely on Earth in the 1900s. This movie is a wild ride with incredible effects. The storyline for the MCU is definitely beginning to fray with all the multiverses now in play after Doctor Strange opened the multiverse in the Multiverse of Madness. Paul Rudd is great as always. Jonathan Majors is sensational as Kang the Conqueror. A great intro into Phase 4. I give Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania three stars, and it is out in theaters now. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. today uh, no time to help you across the multiverse i've seen thousands of evidence you can access all the memories their emotions even the skills there's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses and you your only chance of stopping it. Don't make me fight you. I am really good. I don't believe you. Wow, I'm really good.
He's waiting in the wings. The universe. He speaks of defenseless things. Is so much bigger than you realize. Of all the places I could be, I just want to be sure with you. Remember our mission concerning the fate of every single world of our infinite multiverse. There is no way I am the Evelyn you are looking for. Every rejection, every disappointment has led you here. To this moment. Don't let anything distract you from it. We now dive into the Best Picture Oscar winner, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, starring Oscar winners Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Ki Huy Quan, also known as Short Round, from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It is directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. With her laundromat teetering on the brink of failure and her marriage to her wimpy husband, Waymond, on the rocks, overworked Evelyn Wang struggles to cope with everything, including tattered relationships with her judgmental father, Gang Gong, or Gong Gong, and her daughter, Joy. She also must brace herself for an unpleasant meeting with an impersonal bureaucrat, Deidre, the shabbily dressed IRS auditor. However, as the stern agent loses patience, an inexplicable multiverse rift becomes an eye-opening exploration of parallel realities. Will Evelyn jump down the rabbit hole? How many stars are in the universe? Can weary Evelyn fathom the irresponsible force of possibilities, tap into newfound powers, and prevent an evil entity from destroying the thin, countless layers of the unforeseen world? Will she get her taxes done? That's what we find out in this film. But this movie asks you to free your mind and accept that it is okay to be strange. (laughs) I applaud the film for bringing in modern issues. The daughter of Evelyn Joy is wanting to come out to her parents and introduce her girlfriend but traditional family values seem to always get in the way of her doing that. Uh, Wayman was played brilliantly by Kay Huy Kwan, uh, a.k.a. Short Round, uh, who's a boring guy. You know, no real excitement until Evelyn finds out about the multiverse. That is where the movie turns on its head. Hot dog fingers, talking rocks, are just some of the most bizarre moments in this completely original film. All performances were fantastic, and this is one wild ride. I give everything, everywhere, all at once, three stars. It is available at Redbox, streaming on Paramount Plus and Showtime. Colin Sonny Larry. Didn't you? He used to be the best of friends. We're still the best of friends. No, you're not. Who says we're not? I said somewhere else. 
Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. Well, you didn't do anything to me. I just don't like you no more. You didn't like me yesterday. Why does he not want to be friends with you no more? Why is he 12? What the hell's going on with you, me feckin' brother? He's dull, Siobhan. But he's always been dull. The other night, two hours, you spent talking to me about the things you found in your little donkey shite that day. Well, it wasn't me little donkey shite, it was me pony shite, which shows how much you were listening. If you don't stop talking to me... Colin! And if you don't stop bothering me, I have a set of shears at home, and each time you bother me from this day on, I'll take those shears, and I'll take one of my fingers off with them, and I'll give that finger to you until I have no fingers left. Does this make things clearer to you? Not really, no. Starting from now. But shush like, Polly. You know, shush like. Yeah, I'd shush like. Would you not want him to have to do the one finger to see if he was bluffing like? No, we wouldn't. Because worse comes to worse, he can still play the fiddle with four fingers, I bet you. Going back to your own gang now, Polly. And talking to me, are you? Why aren't you talking to Polly no more? That wouldn't be a sin now, would it, Anna? No, but it's not very nice either, is it? Do you know who we remember for how nice they was in the 17th century? Who? Absolutely no one. Yeah, we all remember the music at the time. Everyone to a man knows Mozart's name. I don't, so there goes that theory. The next film on the podcast is the Academy Award-nominated Banshees of Inishirin, starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, directed by Martin McDonough. Set on a remote island off the west coast of Ireland, the Banshees of Inishirin follows lifelong friends Podrick and Colm, who find themselves at an impasse when Colm unexpectedly puts an end to their friendship. A stunned Podrick, aided by his sister... Sybin, I think, uh, and troubled young Islander Dominic endeavors to repair the relationship, refusing to take no for an answer. But Podrick's repeated efforts only strengthen his former friend's resolve, and when Colm delivers a desperate ultimatum, events swiftly escalate with shocking consequences. What a disappointing film this was for me. The storyline in and of itself is bizarre. The fact that a man who has known someone for as long as he had and decides just one day to stop being friends then proceeds to self-harm when his friend doesn't listen to him. You know, I fell asleep three-quarters of the way through this movie. I did finish the film, but I never have to see it again. I just think it's just really, really just absolutely bizarre. Um, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, I am going to say some scenes that happened. If you're interested in seeing it, you can stop the review. But, I mean, it escalates to where uh, Colm is cutting his fingers off every time uh, Padraig says anything. And he eventually loses all of his fingers. And it escalates to the point where Padraig gets so frustrated and so mad he sets fire to Colm's house. 
And then his sister just, his sister can't stand it anymore and leaves. So I watched the movie and I'm like, I get it. There's artistic integrity here and interpretation and whatever. I don't get it. And it's just not the movie for me. I give it one out of four stars. If you so happen to want to see it, I'm not going to stop you. It is on HBO Max and Blu-ray and DVD right now. I spent the last seven years of my life living out my wildest dreams. Bianca, Rocky, my dad. This is built on their shoulders. Man, can I help you? Let me get an autograph. Nah, I ain't signing an autograph. So get off my car. You don't remember me, huh? Damien. How long were you locked up? 18 years, bro. Just got out last week. Glad to have you back out, huh? I know I've been away a long time, but I kept myself in shape. I still got gas in the tank. Come by the gym. Thank you. Curious what happened with you two? I didn't tell you. We was like brothers. I was the best, though. But I never got a chance to prove that. That's cute. Hey, hey, what you doing, man? Hey, I know what you're doing, Donnie. You don't owe this to nothing. Damien's fighting the world. He's trying to hurt people. I vouch for you. You think you mad? Try spending half your life in a cell. Why did somebody else live your life? I'm coming for everything. You threatening me? Something is going on with you. Damien was like family. Now we passed talking. Then maybe you just have to find out. Do what I gotta do. Some of my methods you might disagree with me. I need you to let go of your fear. Let go of the guilt. Let go of whatever was and walk into what is. I feel those chains are breaking, yeah. I fear God, I don't fear death. I see those strings and strings Next, we review the highly anticipated Creed 3, starring Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. And it is the directorial debut of Michael B. Jordan, and it concludes the, the Creed trilogy. A childhood friend of Adonis Creed, Damien is released from prison after 18 long years. Eager to prove he still has the shot at the title, Damien pleads with Adonis to let him fight for the heavyweight belt. When Adonis refuses, it sets a chain of events in motion that thrust Adonis back into the ring to defend his honor and his family. A tremendous directorial debut from Michael B. Jordan. I have been a fan of his since my Friday Night Lights TV show and the magnificent film Fruitvale Station. If you haven't seen that, I highly recommend you see that. And Jonathan Majors, again, an amazing actor that I'm sure we will see more of if he can get through his legal troubles that he's currently in. 
which it looks like it all is all going to be sorted out, hopefully. Great boxing sequences. Proof that you don't need Rocky Balboa to further Creed's storyline. Um, there is mention of Rocky briefly in the film. I thought they could have probably pulled a little bit more uh, to you know, kind of give the tip of the cap to him, but really, you know, they didn't do too much of that. But Creed 3 is an action-packed film with a fitting ending to the Creed trilogy. Dare I say this trilogy is better than the first three Rocky films overall. I give Creed 3 three and a half out of four stars. It is available on streaming and in theaters now. son can't catch my breath man really should i try mouth stuff what is this a tinder date get off of me uh oh, shit. mr dante i need an ambulance at the quick stop save my life man wish i had a life worth saving what are you talking about sit around and watch the same movies over and over i always thought you could have made a cool movie you're right i'm living on borrowed time no more watching movies i'm gonna make a movie What's the movie going to be about? It's about him working here. Meta. Everything in the script is something either me or someone I know said. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Maybe Jay and Silent Bob could be characters. Jay and Silent Bob are like C-3PO and R2-D2. They've been here since the first movie, which was the last time they were cool. But they've been with the franchise so long, they still give them cameos and put them on the lunchboxes. Snoochie boochies! Please tell me that stuff you used to say about the Death Star contractors. Get sued by Disney. No way. Now that's what I call <laughs> Take off your pants. Uh, what the hell is this? I added a scene where you get shot. I'm not letting you kill me off in the third act. What if there's a sequel? A sequel? What am I, a hack? I think it needs more weed. Our next film is Clerks 3, starring Kevin Smith, Trevor Farman, Jeff Anderson, J Jason Mewes, Brian O'Halloran, and Rosario Dawson and Amy Sedaris. Um, after suffering a massive heart attack, Randall enlists friends and fellow clerks Dante, Elias, Jay, and Silent Bomb to help him make a movie about life at the quick stop. Let me tell you. Clerks 1 and Clerks 2 were great films, I thought. Uh, Clerks 2, not nearly as good as Clerks 1, but still good in its own right. Clerks 3 is incredibly dramatic, and I believe it is because Kevin Smith kind of takes a lot of the uh, heart attack sequence to what he had to endure and 
nearly dying from a Widowmaker heart attack. He was lucky in that he got it caught early enough to where they could put stents and do open heart surgery to correct the issues that he had. And, you know, ever since then, Kevin Smith's been a lot more healthier. He's lost a lot of weight. You know, he's uh, he's been doing a lot of different things. But one thing he hinted at was trying to close out a Clerks trilogy with this film. And I just think it misses the mark. Um, way too serious, not goofy hijinks and hilarious like the other two films were. Um, I, you know, it's a movie that you can definitely tell needed funding to get made um, because studios passed on this, and there's a reason why. It just is not up to the quality of the other films, and uh, which is disappointing. It, it just It's very disappointing uh, in... I was expecting this to be a pretty decent film, and, and it has its moments. It has, it has its moments. You know, there's some funny parts to it. But overall, it's very disappointing and fell flat for me. Uh, Clerks 3, I give one and a half out of four stars. It is available on Blu-ray DVD. It is on Stars right now, I believe. Uh, and you can also stream it on their app. Um, that is where you can see it at this point.
Our next film is the highly anticipated sequel to Avatar, Avatar, The Way of Water. Starring Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, and Sigourney Weaver. Uh, written, I believe, and directed again by James Cameron. And this is a direct sequel to the 2009 smash hit, uh, Avatar. And Avatar The Way of Water uh, picks up several years after the first film, after the Navadi repelled, the Navi repelled the RDA invasion. Jake Sully and his family are living on Pandora. Things seem peaceful, but then the RDA have other plans, invading and capturing Pandora. Sully forms a guerrilla group to try to expel the invaders, and that means he has to go and live with the Navi that live on the water. This is a visually stunning, incredible film, just like the first one. And uh, the storyline, although the storyline does follow, very similar to uh, the story of the first one. Basically, you have an outside force coming into the Navi and just trying to take the resources from the Navi and destroy their way of life. This It's almost the exact same premise here in the sequel. Although in the sequel, there's they're not going for the mineral that's, that's deep in the crust of the earth. Uh, it is a different element altogether. Um, but it is a visually stunning movie. The film doesn't feel as long as it is. It's over three hours and the effects 3d is fantastic. It's still uh, to this day, avatar is to me the best 3d film I've ever watched. But again, the storyline just feels recycled. It feels similar. It feels the same. And I can't shake that in this movie. I, did I enjoy this movie? Yes, I did. Um, but you can go into this film and not watch anything of the first one and still understand the story because the story is basically the same. Uh, and I'm sure James Cameron would scream at me, no, it's not, this is why it's not, but that's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. So, But I do give Avatar The Way of Water three out of four stars. It is available on streaming now. Uh, they're uh, for pay-per-view, I believe, and eventually it will be coming to Blu-ray and DVD, uh, and it will be on Disney Plus at some point, but it might not be till the fall, uh, that we see it on Disney Plus, but go check it out. It's a great film. You know, you're the first person I've ever shown this place to. And why am I so special? Because soon we'll be Christopher and Mary Robin. We should be close now. We're not going to find them. We will. Pooh, Piglet, Eeyore. We were friends for many years, and they're out there. Christopher, we need to leave. Now. I really need to find out what's happening there, okay?
就这样子吐。Our next film is definitely in the genre of the bizarre. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, a horror film directed by Reese Frake Waterfield, written by Reese Frake Waterfield, starring Nikolai Leon, Maria Taylor, and Natasha Rose Mills. After Christopher Robin abandons them for college, Pooh and Piglet embark on a bloody rampage as they search for a new source of food. Very simplistic storyline, and I thought the intro to this movie was very well made. It was only movie was only made for about $150,000 and got distributed by Fathom Events. And I was lucky enough with my brother and a friend of mine uh, to go see this film at Dallas Town Center. And let me tell you, it is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Uh, and to give a little background, uh, Rees Frake Waterfield, which maybe we'll have on our program at some point. It'd be nice to talk to him and see what his thoughts were on this. He is looking for open domain fairy tales and children's characters. And Winnie the Pooh has gone on to open domain, which what that means in legality and legal purposes is that nobody owns the rights to the character. Now, there's a reason we don't see uh, Tigger in this film is because Tigger is still licensed by Disney. Uh, but Piglet, Pooh, Eeyore, those three characters are, are open domain right now. Uh, the other um, characters at this point still are under Disney domain, I believe. Um, but we'll see. There's going to be a sequel to this movie because this movie did so well in the Fathom events and in the distribution. So... Um, but this film is violent. It is disgusting at parts. Uh, you know, it is basically all of the Hundred Acre Wood animals that you know have become feral because Christopher Robin left for college and forgot that he was their source of food. Basically, he would bring them food every day, uh, such as, you know, biscuits and, you know, honey and fruits and vegetables and all those things. And the animals became so hungry, they decided to devour Eeyore. 
And once they did that, it created violent, just psychotic animals. One of the most bizarre films I have ever seen. I don't, one of these films, again, that's kind of a one and done for me. I can see it once and never have to see it again. Um, but, you know, uh, Rees Freak Waterfield, I would love to contact you and have you on the show and talk to you about this film. Uh, I, you know, I, I have nothing against you. You know, it's, it's, it's your, your prerogative to make something like this. But uh, I give Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey one and a half out of four stars. Uh, I believe it is on Prime Video to rent for $9.99 at this point. Uh, and on other streaming services as well. It will be distributed, I believe, on Blu-ray and DVD at some point. Hello! Oh, my God! Crew, we've arrived! Disruptors have assembled! Welcome, gang. We got a great weekend. Who's that? Benoit Blanc, the detective? Mr. Prompt, I cannot overstate my gratitude to be here. When's the murder mystery start? I've invited you all to my island. Hi. Because tonight, a murder will be committed. My murder. Once you're dead, will we still be able to talk to you? Yeah, I'm not playing dead the whole weekend, dude. This is truly delightful. Across the island, I've hidden clues. You will have to closely observe each other. If anyone can name the killer, that person wins our game. Any questions? Allie Berry. That has a kick. Oh, my God. What happened? Oh, holy shit. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a murder, and the killer is in plain sight. For at least one person. This is not a game. I must insist that nobody touch the body. Jeez, detective, who killed the party? I need to find a motive for murder. Everyone would stab a friend in the back to hold on to this rich bastard. Ooh, it. You're all friends. Why would anyone commit murder? Are we even going to talk about the elephant in the room? Am I the elephant? Yeah, you're the elephant. You're not that bad. I got a danger here. Are you calling me dangerous? Well, we'll see. Let it all out. Hell yeah! This is reckless. The killer wouldn't hesitate to kill again if it covers their tracks. Really great at clue, huh? I'm very bad at dumb things. Ticking boxes, running around, searching all the rooms. It's just a terrible, terrible game. And the final film on our podcast this week is Glass Onion. A Knives Out Mystery, which I agree with Ryan Johnson. I think that is just a stupid tagline to get more viewership for Netflix and is very unnecessary for this film. 
I do not believe that it is a Knives Out mystery, only because it has the detective from Knives Out in it, played brilliantly by Daniel Craig. But I disagree with using that as a hook for this movie. This is a completely different movie from Knives Out. Uh, it is an impeccable cast, uh, just amazing the people that are in it you know it's a star stud cast just like knives out was just to give you a list of all the people that are in it we've got daniel craig edward norton kate hudson dave batista janelle monet katherine hahn leslie odom jr jessica henwick madeline klein which people know from the outer bank show noah sagan Jackie Hoffman, Dallas Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Hugh Grant, Stephen Sondheim, Yo-Yo Ma, Natasha Leone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Serena Williams. It is directed and written by Ryan Johnson. Five longtime friends are invited to a Greek island home of billionaire Miles Braun. All five know Braun from way back, and owe the, their current wealth, fame, and careers to him. The main event is a murder weekend game with Braun to be the victim. In reality, they all have reasons to kill him. Also invited is Benoit Blanc, the world's greatest detective. Well, in reality, he was not invited. He was invited by one of the other guests, not by uh, Miles Braun. And this film is, you know, it's a pretty lengthy film. It's over almost about two, two hours, 19 minutes. Um, it is all over the map, and you really do have to follow it and follow the clues throughout. I mean, it's a very well-crafted mystery. I don't think, I mean, you really can't compare it to Knives Out, but Knives Out had such a fresh... Uh, take on the whodunit film this to me felt more like a whodunit film like a typical whodunit film uh had a couple twists and turns along the way that were pretty good i love edward norton i think he's fantastic and i thought all the performances were very strong um but the movie falls a little short for me um and but the locale is great the premise is great uh there are some undertones with uh you know, Detective uh, Benoit, you know, being homosexual and things like that. Really not necessary, but I get, you know, it's, I get why they have it in there. Um, you know, we're, we're in a different world now than we were before. And, you know, to me, that's fine if they want to put that in the movie. But not really necessary in the fact that they don't really dwell on his personal life that much. But I give Knives Out... Uh, not Knives Out, Glass Onion, my apologies. See see what they did? They confused me with the Knives Out mystery crap. So it is Glass Onion. I'm only going to refer to it as Glass Onion. Glass Onion gets two and a half out of four stars for me. It is on Netflix now. I want to thank everybody so much for listening to the season four premiere of the I Heard Your Review Movies podcast this week. If you feel so inclined to donate to the podcast, please uh, donate either through uh, our Facebook page. We also have Cash App. We also have PayPal. 
PayPal's at gmumandan at awol.com. Uh, all the money raised for the podcast goes into the equipment to improve our overall reach and our overall equipment of the podcast to make it the best entertainment podcast we could possibly be. Next, uh, on the podcast, we will review All Quiet on the Western Front, the winner of the British BAFTA, uh, British Academy Award for Best Picture, Murder Mystery 2 starring Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, John Wick Chapter 4 starring Keanu Reeves, Black Panther Wakanda Forever starring Angela Bassett and many others, The Fableman starring Paul Dano and many others, and also Megan Unrated, the Peacock exclusive um, on NBC Peacock. We will review that as well. And any other movies that you'd like us to review, please drop us a line at our social media platforms. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to be a guest reviewer, we always are happy to have guest reviewers on our program. So please drop us a line if you'd be interested to do that. We can always make that and arrange that and get that up and running. So I hope everybody has a great, safe week. And we will see you next week on the I Heard Your View Movies podcast.